that's got it. Four weeks in. Well, aloha, everybody. It's good to be here. Aloha, Steve. We were all wondering, where were you last well, week? Well, it's good to be back. You know, I got away last week for a little fun in the sun. Well, sounds good. Welcome back. Yeah. Well, did you go to the Hawaiian Islands? I did not go to the Hawaiian Islands. I went to Bell Islands. Uh. <laughs> you know, I'm a tool man. It's all I can afford. That and this shirt. <laughs> sounds good, Jeff. But it is good to be back here on Tool Time. And today, we're going to talk about the tool man's best friend. That's right. Today we are talking about the Aldersgate Super Sticky Duct Tape. Well, I tell you, you better be careful and remind everybody that duct tape sticks to everything it comes in contact with. Steve. Could be dangerous. Steve, Steve, Steve. This is just duct tape, man. Would you kind of spare us on the lectures today there? Well, I'm just, you know, we can't be too careful. We just got to take care of everybody. Steve. Even I can't screw up duct tape, Steve. <laughs> Steve, besides, you know the motto here at Tool Time is always safety first, right? That was even our motto in uh, first grade. What's going to be next? Hold your hands as you cross the street? Just can't be too careful, Jeff. Well, Steve, frankly, your negativity is, you know, kind of dangerous here on the work site. I don't, I'm not negative. Are two. Are not. R2. R not. R2. R not. R. Not. R. Not. R. Oops. Oops, sorry. You see, Steve, it's just simple duct tape. You put it down on here and you line it up perfectly and you kind of judge how it's it going to go. Be careful. Go, oh. Uh oh. All right. Well, uh. Hey, I got it here. I got it. I'm all right. Uh, looks right. like you could use a little help. Yeah, Captain I could probably safety. use a little help here, man. All right. Okay, all right. here we go. Here we go. Right. Here we go. Ready? Uh, oh, yeah. That's gonna leave a mark. But wow. We're gonna be. We're gonna this, be all that, right. That tape is. I mean, it's strong. It's, Boy, that's stronger than I realized. It's powerful. It's powerful stuff. This duct tape. It really is. I mean, it can like it could fix anything. It can keep anything together. I mean, it's just it can make anything just like brand new. Steve, I am so glad you told me that. I don't know what I'd do without you. Oh, me neither, Jeff. <laughs> me neither. Would you have a nice hand for Steve? I got some bad news. Uh, um, Hollywood gave Steve and I a call, and this is our last Sunday with you. They're shipping us out to Hollywood to do our uh, tool time uh, stuff. But no, seriously, uh, this, you, didn't, you didn't believe that, and I could tell. We've been doing our Tool Time uh, uh, sermon series here this fall, taking a look at some of the tools God gives us for our spiritual journey. And today we talk about that, uh, that tool that is like the handyman's best friend, right? The, the good old roll of duct tape, the handyman's secret weapon. Ralph, you use this? Lots of it, right? Lots of it. You know, I looked up uh, the definition of duct tape, and here's what Wikipedia says about, about duct tape. It says it is a polyurethane reinforced multi-purpose pressure-sensitive tape with a soft and flexible shell and pressure-sensitive adhesive. This is powerful stuff right here, right? This duct tape. Did you know that duct tape was invented in 1942? 1942 by the U.S. Army invented duct tape as a water-resistant tape for ammunition cases. 
But it quickly realized that it could be used to repair jeeps, firearms, aircrafts. It's good to know that our entire national security is dependent upon a, on a roll, on a roll of duct tape. Did you know that this simple roll of duct tape saved the entire space program? This roll of duct tape, well not this roll of duct tape, but a roll of duct tape saved the entire space program. You remember the Apollo 13. The Apollo 13 mission that uh, um, was doomed, right? I mean, the, uh, one of the air filters for carbon dioxide had failed. And they figured within 72 hours, everyone on that flight would, uh, would die from carbon monoxide uh, um, bring in. So they didn't know what they were going to do. So they needed to create a new filter out of things that were on board. And there you see the new filter that they created. It has a sock and a, um, a kit. It was a square peg. had to fit in a round hole. And what held it together? duct tape. Ed Smiley, who designed the new scrubber modification in just two days, said that he knew the problem was solvable when it was confirmed that duct tape was on the spacecraft. He said, I felt like we were home free. One thing a southern boy will never say is, I don't think duct tape will fix it. Entire space program saved because of duct tape. You um, Google duct tape and put in the images, and you see all these very creative things that people do with duct tape. Look, you don't need to go out and spend fancy money to reupholster your couch. Just a couple of roll of duct tapes. No sense in taking your car to the garage. Look at that. The entire fender is um, reupholstered there. Look at that. You don't need to buy a roof rack. No more roof racks. Just duct tape what you need to the, to the top of your car. Look at these guys right here, Mythbusters, a show on one of those uh, cable channels, uh, um, wanted to test and see if duct tape could actually hold up a car. So they put duct tape all around the car and then lifted it up, and sure enough, the duct tape held for about 30 seconds. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. And then these guys, I gotta get, uh, I, lo- I love my job, but if I could do a new job, it would be to be one of the Mythbusters. Because uh, they made a boat out of duct tape and floated it across the lake. That's pretty amazing. I like this guy right here, the duct tape hammock. Look at that. You can see he's in his college dorm room, completely suspended with, with duct tape. Do you know you can get a prom dress made completely out of, out of duct tape? Pretty impressive, huh? Wondering what to get your husband for um, Father's Day? A duct tape necktie. It's all, it's all there. It's all there. How about this one right here? Uh, um, what do we got next, Steve? Yes, this one. Duct tape child care. Right there, right? Duct tape child care. Now, don't, yeah, how about the best use of duct tape ever, right? To, to, not necessarily for Donald Trump, but, but for all of us. You can uh, wonder if it's uh, duct tape that, that holds the world together. You know, as followers of Jesus, uh, we've been given a tool that's a bit like duct tape, that it holds the world together. Like duct tape, it's flexible but strong and it's sticky. It holds things together. That tool, those two tools, they go hand in hand, are forgiveness and reconciliation. Just like duct tape. They hold the world together, keep it 
from falling apart. And they're the two tools that Jesus has given his followers. You can't escape it. If you read the um, Gospels, uh, the one theme that comes through over and over and over again is forgiveness. Forgiveness. To grant free pardon and to give up all claim on account of an offense or debt. Reconciliation. To restore relationships. To bring back into harmony. To reestablish trust. Forgiveness and reconciliation are our spiritual duct tape. Turn to somebody that you're sitting next to and say, I'm forgiven. Oh, come on now. Say it like you mean it. Turn to somebody and say it to somebody you ain't said it to. Say, I'm forgiven. You see, you say it like you don't, like you don't mean it. And that's because uh, most of the time we don't. I'm forgiven. Probably the most important thing I can tell you as your preacher, week in and week out, you are forgiven. Finally. Freely, forever, forgiven. Finally, freely, forever, forgiven. And yet, most of us walk around carrying around these hurts, these mistakes, these brokenness. We carry them around like they're baggage. We don't believe that, that we are forgiven. And yet, you can't escape it if you read the Scriptures. Forgiveness is who God is. It's simply what God is about. It's the nature of God. It's in the heart of God. It's just who God is. And yet, I can hear you out there in your mind's eye saying, yeah, that's a great preacher, but you don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've done. You don't know who I've hurt. You don't know the mistakes that I've made. You don't know the things I've said. The things I wish I would have said. God can forgive everybody else, but I'm not sure He can forgive me. Well, what makes you so special? God is a God who forgives us all. Finally, freely, forever, forgiven. One of the reasons that we have a hard time understanding that God is a forgiving God is because we walk around with this other picture sometimes of God in the back of our head. That God is some sort of cosmic cop. Some sort of sheriff who's always out to get us. Always out to catch us. We sometimes believe that God is this God who walks around with this list. It's got everybody's name on it. And every time that we mess up, God puts a little red check next to our name. And then we got to spend the rest of our life trying to do little good deeds in order to get some of those checks erased off. And that we know that no matter how much we do, we seem to see getting little red checks next to our name. We sometimes believe that that is the God that we, um, that we have. That the God is always out to get us. Always out to capture us. And that God isn't interested in forgiveness. Well, listen to what the psalm says about the nature of this God. The nature of our God. It says, The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will He harbor His anger forever. 
He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His love for those who fear Him. For as far as the east is from the west, so far God has removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion upon those who fear Him. The word there is honor Him who love Him as far as the East is from the West. I don't see any loophole in there. So if you're sitting out there saying, yeah, but you don't know where I've been, I don't see that loophole in that Scripture. God is a God of forgiveness, abounding in love. Casey and I play this game uh, every night when I tuck him in. I say, how much do I love you, Casey? And he'll go, is it this much? No, it's not that much. Is it this much? No, it's not that much. Is it this much? No, it's not that much. Is it this much? I say it's this much and then some. As far as the east is from the west, so far is God's forgiveness for those who love Him. God is a God of forgiveness. Hear what um, 1 John says about that. If you're going to copy down one verse and keep in your wallet, this might be the one you want to write down and keep. 1 John 1.9 Because if there's a day where you don't think that you're worthy of forgiveness, you pull this out and you read it to yourself. It says, If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive us and purify us from all unrighteousness. No loophole in there. There's no um, except for this or except for that. It seems to be just the way God is. Thanks be to God. You are forgiven. Finally, freely, forever forgiven. And once we get in touch with God's forgiveness... We're able to forgive others. Now turn to somebody and say, you're forgiven. Now say it like you mean it too. Look them in the eye and say, you're forgiven. You're forgiven. I'm forgiven. You're forgiven. Once we get in touch with God's forgiveness... Once we realize that God forgives us, that God gives us a second chance, a new chance, a a new beginning, once we get in touch with that, boy, it becomes a whole lot easier to forgive others. But if we don't believe God has forgiven us, boy, it's so easy to hold others' mistakes against them. Listen to what Paul calls us to do. Paul says, bear with each other, bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us, duct tapes us, duct tapes everything together in perfect harmony. Forgiveness brings us back into connection with God 
and with one another. If forgiving ourselves or understanding God's forgiveness for us is hard, perhaps learning to forgive others is just as hard. And why is it hard? Hard to offer that forgiveness to somebody else. Well, if we be honest for a minute, it's because some of us have really been hurt. We've really been hurt. People have done things to us that aren't our fault, things we didn't deserve, things that were hurtful, things that damaged who we are as people of God. And that kind of hurt is real. It is real. And we might feel that forgiveness means we should put ourselves in a position that would hurt us again. Or to forgive means that we somehow condone the behavior. Or to hold on to anger and hate is the only way we can protect ourselves from ever being hurt again. But if you have ever held on to unforgiveness for another person, what do you realize? You realize eventually the one who gets hurt the most is you. Forgiveness unburdens you. Forgiving somebody else takes that load off of your shoulders and off of your back. I suppose forgiveness of others is hard because it gives away all of our entitlement. Everything that we think that we're owed by other people. I can't possibly get over this until so-and-so does this or that to pay me back for all that she owes me. Forgiveness means it's not just about us. But there's a bigger picture involved in this world. Forgiveness reminds us that the sum, that the whole, the whole world is greater than its part. Forgiveness seeks the common good and provides a new future. Forgiveness cancels today's debt so tomorrow can be a better future. When we forgive, we find ourselves free. Finally, freely, forever forgiving. Maybe that's the best description of God's people I can think of. Jesus calls His people to be spiritual duct tape. To be that which holds this world together. As followers of Jesus, we're to know that we are forgiven so that we can go out and offer that forgiveness to others. Remember what Jesus' last words for us from the cross were. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. It's a good thing I wasn't on that cross. I think I would have had a few other things to say. God, I hope you're taking a good look at all these people who are standing around here watching this. But they're going to get theirs someday. If I were on that cross, I'd say, look, I'm coming back. And when I do, you're all going to be sorry. Fine, you win this time. But I'm going to spend the rest of my eternity haunting you. Tracking you down, taking your baggage and filling it with guilt. Imagine if Jesus had said all of those things. I don't think any of us would be here today. 
Father, forgive them. Jesus' forgiveness of us opens up a relationship that we can have with God, opens up a relationship we can have with each other. And frankly, it's that forgiveness that saves the world. Jesus said, forgive them. He was all about second chances and new beginnings. Listen to what Paul says. For the love of Christ urges us on, because we are convinced that one had died for all. For all. And therefore all have died. And he died for all so that those who might live no longer for themselves, but for him who died and was raised for them. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to Himself, not counting our trespasses against us, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So you want to be an ambassador for Christ? Since God is making His appeal through us, then we entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God and be reconciled to one another. Wrap yourself in spiritual duct tape and wrap it to one another for it's the duct tape, it's the cross that holds this whole world together. We're broke. There are parts of us that are just broke. There are relationships in our life that are broke. There are places in this world that are broke. And God has given us the tools of forgiveness and reconciliation of spiritual duct tape to go out and tape this world back together. It doesn't take long as a pastor to realize that that people carry around a whole lot of burden for the mistakes they've made, for the relationships they can't fix, for the forgiveness they can't offer, for the forgiveness they can't ask for. And I'm here today to tell you as your preacher, you're forgiven. God will take all of that away. And God will help you move into those relationships that are broken. How do I know it? Because He's done it to me. He's done it through me. And He's done it for me. The cross, I suppose if it were in our world today, would be covered with duct tape. Because it will hold together all of those things that are broken in this world. In your bulletin today, you got a little white 3 by 5 card. And I know that there are things that you carry around with you. I don't know where my little white 3 by 5 card is, but it's somewhere. I'll find it. This is your chance today. Between you and God, Kelly's going to play some music. And if there's something that you want to know, I'll hold it and show everybody and I'll give it back to you. This is your chance 
to write down those things. It could be a word that, that means something to you, something that you need forgiveness for, want to realize God's forgiveness. Maybe it's a name of somebody that you want to reconcile with and make their relationship better. Maybe it's somebody that you finally need to ask their forgiveness. Today, I'm going to give you an opportunity to, to write that down and put it on the cross. Kelly is going to play. The ushers are going to come forward and invite you, if you are so led, to bring it forward and put it on the cross. If you'd like the usher to bring it up for you, they'll hold on to it, and once everybody's dismissed, they'll bring it up and put it on the cross for you. That's what we do in the body of Christ. We carry each other's burdens to the cross. And at the end of the service, we'll pray over it. We'll realize that God's forgiveness is active in our lives. Friends, finally, freely, forever, forgiven.